0: Hey guys, welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast. This is episode number 49, and I am here today with a special guest, and that is not something I do very often, so you know it's a big deal when I invite a guest to the show. So with me today, I have the CEO and founder of Fitness Education Online. This is one of the world's largest providers of online fitness education to certified personal trainers. And my guest is actually a former winner of the Fitness Australia Educator of the Year Award, which is kind of a big deal. But the reason I invited him on the show is because he is making a full-time, more than a full-time living. He's making a great deal of money with the Tiny Course model. And I want him to share how he's doing that. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Bedar. Welcome to Tiny Course Empire, Jano Petrahilos. Jano?
1: Yes. Yes, yes, Thank correct. You. you got the first name and the surname <laughs> I, right. I, I so thought well I lost
0: done. it there at the end. All right. John O. Petra You Greek, are you,
1: Cindy? You, you Greek? How'd you get that so correct? Yeah,
0: probably way back. Welcome. Thank you. So tell me about, I want to hear about this fitness education online site, because I think that my listeners are going to be really excited to hear about that because so often they hear about how you can make money creating courses online. But all of the examples that we see are in the make money online space, which kind of is a little confusing to people. So I'm excited to hear about that. But tell us how you got started first. Like, where did you come from? How did you get into the online space?
1: Yes, good question. So I used to be a fitness trainer myself. That's what I did. I was a, you know, I'd run a boot camp. right? Now, I used to suck at it, Cindy. I used to be really, really bad. I was working at a franchise. And there were 75 different locations at this franchise and you were ranked on how good you were retention-wise, how many of your clients would essentially keep coming back, right? Mm -hmm. Number one being the best, number 75 being the worst. Take a guess what you think I was ranked (laughs) in When starting off, when starting off, I should should say. When
0: first getting started, uh, probably not near the top, I'm guessing.
1: Take a guess. What's your guess?
0: Oh, I don't know. 50?
1: I wish. I was 75, oh, right? Wow. I was dead last. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's but devastating, huh?
1: It is. Because also like, this is the thing, and I was very qualified. I'd done a, a four-year university degree in exercise physiology. So I thought I was pretty good at what I did. Yeah. But what I realized was there's a bit of a difference between what you learn at university and when you get into the, the real world. I'm sure the a lot of- Actual
0: implementation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm sure a lot of listeners will do it, no matter what occupation you're in, you know? So- Anyway, I had to have a meeting with the franchise owners at the end of the year. And they were basically like, "Jono, you, you know, you come
0: in seventy fifth. What's going on?" And so, wait, let me just verify this. Let me clarify this for the listeners. So, you owned a franchise. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. Dimified version. Yeah. Okay, and you were the worst performing franchise in the region, in the country, in, in the, the country.
1: country. Okay, in the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for uh, rubbing it in and pointing it out. Okay, yeah. Okay, hey, hey, we, we just we just <laughs> want
0: to we just want to get that baseline in there. We want to know where you're starting from.
1: Exactly. And look, the franchise owners were basically like, hey, they were like, Jonah, what's going on? And my cover was to blame everyone else. Mm. I was like, oh, it's not my fault. You know, there's all this competition. You know, mm-hmm. there's a gym that's opened up for $10 down the road. And you know, there's all these online trainers and every second person is a personal trainer. You know, how am I going to compete? And then I blamed, um, you know, I blamed them. I was like, also, you know, what are you guys doing for me? What marketing are you doing? What sales are you doing? Blamed the weather as well. I was like, I'm in Sydney. It rains in Sydney, you know, like it's not, you know, it's not Queensland, the Gold Coast where it's good weather all year. Basically um, came up with every excuse in the book. Probably blamed the government, probably made up a few excuses as well. (laughs) And they basically said to me, Jono, we got good news or we got bad news. The bad news is at the moment, you suck at what you do. You come on 75th. But the good news is you can actually do something about it because at the moment, instead of taking responsibility, you're blaming everybody else but yourself. They go for the next year, Jono, what we want you to do. If there's an issue, don't blame someone else. Take responsibility. Say, hey, this is happening because I'm not good enough at that thing yet. Go and in that thing. Go and do a course, hire a coach, read a book, You know, get a mentor, whatever it may be. And I was like, all right, yeah, that's pretty good advice. So got out of that conference and straight away booked in for some courses, face-to-face courses at the time, because mm-hmm. for some background, this was in 2012, 2013, right? There weren't okay. really a lot of online courses back then. So, you know, did a face-to-face course on how to run a better bootcamp and it was great. I, I got these ideas, got these workout ideas, got these um, team building ideas and implemented them straight away in my boot camp, and my retention went up. And then I did another course and another course and another mm-hmm. course. And I did a series of courses and, and books and whatnot throughout the year. Uh, went back to that same convention a year later. Now take a guess what I was ranked, Cindy.
0: Oh, I bet it was higher than 75.
1: Number one.
0: Number right? one. Number
1: one, right? And my retention wow. rate was 100%. Uh, so in and a did year. This, in a year, right? That's from amazing. Doing, and mainly from doing courses. Yeah. Right? So the reason I'm kind of sharing this story as well is a bit of background for myself, but showing how I've always valued, and, and I'll go into, and it also makes sense once we get into the sales side of things as well. Mm-hmm. But the, the moral of the story here is I was so passionate about courses, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, yes, I was able to be good at what I did as a personal trainer, but the reason, the re- this I put it down to his courses, I'm like, this course stuff is great, you know, did the same thing the next year, was also number one in the franchise, but what started to happen was every course I did, I'd always get something out of it. I'd always get at least something out of the course and I'd make my money back from whatever the investment I made was, right? Right. But every course I did, I would get less and less out of it because it was better. It's it's what happens, you know? You don't know right. anything. yeah. You go to a, yeah. a course, you're going to get heaps out of it. If you're pretty good, you're, you're going to get less. Right. But I, it started to get to the point where I was like, you know what? I think I could put together a course that's better and different. Than everything else out there, because every mm-hmm. course I'm going to is missing something or they're not including this thing here. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to put this thing together. Awesome. So I was like, and I'll, I'll get into the creation side here, but just for the listeners as well. Now that I know a lot about courses, because now I also help course creators and, and that sort of thing as well. Right, right. What I was essentially doing there without knowing it is market research and testing the demand. Because I think a lot of mistakes that, that course creators make is they'll have an idea. Oh, yeah, I want to put a course together like this. And they create this course, which is probably great, but there's not the market demand for it,
0: mm-hmm. right? Over yeah. those
1: two years, I attended, I can't, I've lost count, at least 10, 20 different courses. And every course I went to had 10, 20, 30 personal trainers in that course, So I didn't know this at the time, but looking back, I'm like, that's a hot market. You know, if you can just get together a course and target that market there, you can run a workshop that's going to get 10, 15, 20 people there. And it's not like you kind of need to, you know, convince them to come down. It's like, as long as you've got that market, you've got a course that they want, like you can pack it out. Right, I didn't know that at the time, but now I I think that's a good message for um, for the listeners as well. If you're going to put a course together, it's probably a good idea to take a few courses in that space. Obviously, to learn stuff, but even just to test the demand. You know, is there demand for this thing here? So,
0: well, I mean, there's there's so many reasons to be taking courses in your industry, even if you feel like you are at the top of your game, right? I mean, there's always something to learn. Hundred percent. Even if it's about how the course is delivered and put together bang
1: on, you know, yeah. and he's another thing as well. And there's, there's even, and I'll even, I'll tell a story here actually, which is great. I, I still remember this now. I completely forgot about this. I just remembered it then. Cause it was the first boot camp course that I went to, to get yeah. better. Right. Yeah. And the first thing you'd go down and you'd sit down and they'll like, all right, right. You know, what we're going to do is you're going to speak to the person next to you and you're going to have a conversation with that person for two minutes. And the other person goes for two minutes, right. Everyone partner up. Mm-hmm. And what I did is, you know, I looked to my left But that person had paired with the person next to them on that side. So I looked to my right, and then that person paired up with the other person there. And I was like, oh no. And I just like sat by myself, awkward for like four minutes, just like, oh, I'm a loser. I hope they don't (laughs) ask me. You know, but it was good. The lesson I learned there is if you're going to do that, make sure you've paired everyone up. Yeah. All I had to say, anyone doesn't have a partner? All right, you guys go in a group of three. Right. Yeah, and yeah. then that's happened to me so many times in different boot camps and different courses and different exercises where I always check that. And that even that, that was kind of something not to do, but still that's, that saved me so much by doing that. But anyways, from there, I was like, right, you know, I want to put this, this course together. And I kind of had the option. I was like, all right, do I want to put it together face to face or online? Because mm. back then face-to-face was all the rage, you know, right. online was kind of a, a newer thing. And I was like, well, look, I'm working really hard as a personal trainer as it is. The only day I have off, have off is Sunday. And I made a rule to myself earlier in my career because I used to work Sundays and just hated it, right? Mm-hmm. So once I got out of working Sundays, I was like, I'm never going to work Sunday again. That's a perfect, that's a regular anyway. I'll do some odd jobs or whatever, but I'll never right. You know, book a shift on a Sunday. So I was like, you know what? I think on face-to-face is out of it because I don't want to work on that Sunday. And also there was the risk. I'm like, look, if I run a face-to-face workshop, I got to find a venue. I got to pay for that venue. I got to market it. You know, what happens if I do all that marketing, I pay the venue and no one comes. Mm -hmm. Or worse still, what happens if only one person comes? And I actually have to run the workshop. At least if no one comes, I can go home and relax, right?
0: Yeah. You have to run a a workshop for one person. One
1: person, right? Yeah. So I was like, online seems like less of a risk. I'll put it together. I like doing this stuff anyway. And then if I make some say, even if we go with that same ratio, let's say I ran a workshop, whatever, you know, once every three months and one person came, well, it's going to suck every single time I run it. But let's say I did it online and I just don't really care. I've already got the course anyway. If one person does it every three months, no dramas. Here's the course, yeah. off you go. Yeah, yeah, here's the course off you go.
0: So how did you learn all of the online stuff, all of the technology pieces?
1: This is a good this is this is a good question, right? And I'll get into that now. So I had no idea because I was a technological dunce. I was a fitness trainer. My whole job was telling people to get off technology.
0: (laughs) Well, that's not what I was thinking, but you have a good point. You had an offline job and you were taking offline courses.
1: Exactly. Everything I did was offline, right? Yeah. So the first thing I did was go on Google and try and, you know, how do I get a website or whatever? I didn't even have a website. Oh, I had Mm -hmm. like a one-page personal training website that I never touched or no one ever went to, right?
0: Yeah. So I was
1: like, uh, I think I called them and I was like, whoever did that website? And I was like, hey, I want to get this online course. Can I do this on a website or something? They quoted me like I think 10-15 20,000 dollars or something, you know, to get a website and get the course on <laughs> there and all that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, I
0: suddenly renting that venue looked better, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right? So I I gave up on the idea or half gave up on it. And then I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw an ad for an ebook. And I was like, ebook? What the hell's an ebook? Once again, back in 2012 and I was mm-hmm. a face-to-face yeah, guy, yeah. right? So I was yeah. like, yeah, you know, I, I thought, to ha- and I was like, oh, "What's an ebook?" You know, and I, I clicked on it. I think it was even a paid thing because back then e-books were more a paid thing. Now it's kind of like a, a, "Give me your email and here's a two-page PDF." Right? Yeah, yeah. It was a bit bit different back then. So you know, I paid for it, and it was a good ebook. But I was going through it, and I was like, "Hold on, this is just a Microsoft Word document saved as a PDF." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a technological genie. I'm a technological dunce. But I know how to open Microsoft Word and save it as a PDF. I can create an ebook. I don't need to be a published author or an Amazon bestseller. I, an ebook seems to be just like a Microsoft Word document saved as a PDF. So I was like, "Hold on, maybe this can be my my course." You know, instead of paying twenty thousand dollars, let me put together this ebook. Right, mm-hmm. and I teamed up with a, a business partner at the time as well, Travis. Shout out if you're Travis Matern. Shout out if you're watching. So teamed up with Travis and we we're like, you know what? Let's put together this awesome ebook, All right? And it was awesome. And I shouldn't even say ebook. It was a manual.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a
1: 90-page manual of everything you need to um, run a successful boot camp: The workouts, the team building, the exercises, the retention, the, the marketing, the sales, everything you need, right? And it was a, it was a great ebook. Pressed saved on it, saved it as a PDF. But then I was looking at it and I'm like, okay, it's good info, but this just looks like a Microsoft Word document saved as a PDF. You know, <laughs> like, surely it's, it's got to look better than this. So I took the night off work, you know, gave up um, 100 bucks or whatever it was because I was, you know, teaching um, fitness at the time. And I fiddled around with this Microsoft Word document to make it look more presentable. And I made it look worse because, once again, not good at technology. And if you don't know Microsoft Word and you try and edit it, there's page breaks and indents. Oh,
0: Microsoft Word is the worst. It is, right? Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. It's right? terrible.
1: Oh, so once, it, so, you know, I'm like, man, what am I going to do? I think I went on Google to try and find a solution to, you know, stop all these stuff ups I was doing. And I stumbled across the website Fiverr, right? which I, once again, I didn't know back then, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. In, the, in that mm-hmm. world. And I was and it was also different back then. Back in those days, you could literally get anything you want done for five dollars. Right. So
0: it really was a fiver then. It was, it
1: was, it was a fiver. And I'll never forget this as well. Cause as I was scrolling through, just looking at the different gigs, there was one guy on there that said he would slap himself in the face for five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is this site? But I was like, you know what? I'm interested. Does this actually work? So I I paid the gig. You know, I paid the guy five bucks, to slap himself in the face. And within like five minutes, he sent me over a a video of him slapping himself in the face. (laughs) And I'm like, what? And he didn't hold back. This was a solid slap. And I'm like, man, I'm like, the things some people do for money, I feel sorry for these people, all right? But then I watched it again and I was like, hold on. This guy didn't say my name in the video. He just slapped himself. I was like, and I went back and looked at it. And what he he had sent me was an unlisted YouTube video, Uh right, which had like 100,000 views. (laughs) 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 This Uh. This guy slapped himself in the face once, put it on Fiverr, Sold it 100,000 times for $5. I know Fiverr takes a cut, but let's not yeah, to get yeah. get the particulars. Yeah. He made half a million dollars slapping himself in the face once.
0: Isn't that amazing?
1: I'm like, man. And I thought he was the idiot. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> that taught me. In that um, exchange, he was not the idiot. I was the idiot, right? But there were a few lessons I learned from that, right? Number one was kind of like the power of online. I'm like, this guy did it once and he sold it again and again and again and again and again.
0: And that is a that is a really good lesson. That's, that's oh. like the whole course model right there. Do the work once, sell it over and over again.
1: That's it. And it gave me kind of motivation because I was like, hold on, this guy's made half a million dollars slapping himself in the face. This guy has no qualifications, no education. He had no kind of charisma, no personality. It was just like, I'm going to slap myself in the face. And I'm like, man, what's my excuse? You know, if he can do it, what's my excuse? Yeah. But the other lesson I learned from that was unlisted YouTube videos. Oh. Because my my ebook at the time was all words. Uh-huh. And I teach fitness. I was trying to explain the workout and the exercise with words right? And pictures, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm more a, i am more a, um, I prefer to um, communicate verbally, you know, and it kind of works when you're explaining workouts. It's just, it's easier to explain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, so what you're going to do, Cindy, is you're going to go over there, right? See how, if you went over there, it wouldn't work. But if you stand there and you duck down a bit, it's going to work. Try explaining that in words. Yeah. You know? It's tough, it's, it's tough. tough right? Yeah. So I was like, hold on, you know, YouTube videos, so, along with the the ebook, I also me and Travis also took some videos just on our phones or um, our computers, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, and we just put them on YouTube, put them as unlisted, right, and then inserted them into the ebook,
0: linked them in right? the ebook, yeah,
1: yep. So it was basically like you know, for example, you know, module one is circuit workouts, right. Hey, watch this video here where we're going to give an overview of the um this module here and then read the the details down below for the you know the written description, right? All of a sudden way better co- and, and also, so got to be off topic, also found someone on Fiverr to make the ebook look nicer.
0: Awesome. Right? Paid awesome. paid them
1: it wasn't amazing like I paid them 5 bucks on Fiverr yeah. you kind of yeah. you know you get what you pay for, but at least it was the one font there were some headings, there were some footers. There was some page numbers, some borders, you know, it looked good enough.
0: Right. Right. Right.
1: So now I had this manual, which had really, really good information on it. It had the videos were probably bad quality, let's be honest, but at least it was videos on there as well. So you can watch Mm -hmm. the videos or you can read it.
0: So it was a course basically. It was a course. Yeah. 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 Right. So that was, that was the first course. So how did you sell that course? Yeah.
1: That's a good question.
0: Like where did you put it up for sale? Did you have a shopping cart? Did you just take PayPal? Very good How did question. you market it?
1: Yep. Yep. We I'll get to that all the there. Things. 100%. But um, I'll also share as well, though, for anyone listening to, to that story, that's not how I would do it today, right? Because <laughs> now there's...
0: Soft- well, it was different. It was, it was a different time in there's 2012, time, right? right? And
1: it's kind of yeah. like now there's platforms like Thinkific, Teachable, NewZenla, who all have free versions as well.
0: Right. Exactly. It's not worth creating this
1: ebook and putting these unlisted YouTube things on there, like you may as well just get the free version of Thinkific, right? And then actually make it look like a course, right? But I I just, the reason I share that story was just kind of like, it doesn't need to be amazing video production, doesn't need to be, you know, amazing sound quality.
0: Well, I think there's a couple of lessons there. Number one, what you just said, it doesn't have to be amazing, Mm. right? You work with the tools that you have, but also, you got scrappy with it, and mm-hmm. you you said, "Okay, this is what I want to do, so i don't I don't know how to do this, So you figured it out, right? It may not have been the perfect solution, but it was a solution that worked. And I think a lot of times we skip over that. We skip over the solution that works because we're looking for something that's perfect or we're we're comparing ourselves to somebody that's been doing this for, for 10 years and and how their courses look and we we come up short, right?
1: I'll piggyback off that as well, right? So yeah. this is what I found worked for me back then and what I think a lot of course creators now kind of struggle with. In my opinion, the major part of the course is, does it solve the problem that the 100%. person does absolutely. the course for, right? So
0: absolutely.
1: let's say someone does my course, for example, as long as it solves the problem that they did it, it doesn't matter whether I, whether I, whether how high quality the video is, it's just can they see what I'm doing? Right. right. Or how yeah. good my sound is. It's can they hear what I'm doing? Right? right. Obviously, it can't be bad if I did it and you couldn't hear me. Let's say I did it outside and there's the wind and you can't hear. Me. Well, okay, that's not gonna work, right? right? Yeah. But of it's course. just it just needs to be good enough, right? And that's the the important thing is does it solve the problem? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't solve the problem doesn't matter how nice your videos are, like, it doesn't solve the problem. People aren't going to like it,
0: right? Absolutely.
1: And I'll give an example. One of the probably the best courses I've ever done was a $5,000 course on email marketing, right? Now, guess how they delivered the course, Cindy? See if you can guess this.
0: Oh, man, there's just so, there's so many ways. And I've seen, <laughs> I've seen some really scary, bad delivery options. I've paid for courses that were delivered in Google Docs.
1: That's what I got. So, well, yeah. a Dropbox file, Yeah,
0: right? Yeah. So
1: I paid, and it, but it was great. Like the content was so good. I paid $5,000, right? And yeah. they sent yeah. me over a, a Dropbox link and it had it in different folders, you know, module one, module two, module mm, three, module yep, four, yep, yep. each thing in there had a few videos, had a, you know, a Microsoft Word document in there with the breakdown and some templates. Like it was great, right? And they paid $0 on course hosting and, and that sort of thing. The videos were good as well. Like the yeah, videos were actually yeah, good yeah. quality. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. But it's kind of yeah. like it doesn't doesn't really matter what platform does it solve the problem, right?
0: Yeah. I follow a coach who says, it's okay to ship B minus work. Yeah. You know, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't aim for perfection. Just yeah. aim to get it done.
1: 100%.
0: So how did you sell this course? So what was your mechanism there?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I had no idea how to sell it as well, right? I had this course and I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Now, here's one thing that worked really well for me. And I recommend if anyone else um, is in a similar position to me, do something like this, right? There's a a governing body here in Australia called Fitness Australia, Mm -hmm. right? Now, if you're a personal trainer, you register with Fitness Australia and you need to do a certain amount of hours to keep your registration current. Now, that's the same with a lot of professions over here in Australia. If you're a personal trainer, if you're a physical trainer, an occupational therapist, a psychologist, a nurse, a teacher, and I think it's similar in in the United States and Canada as well, there's plenty of lawyers, real estate agents, accountants. You know, there's all these occupations where you need to do hours to keep your accreditation. Right. And I was like, you know what? That's a good place to start. You know, I'm going to get my courses registered with Fitness Australia. It was a steal. It was like 500 bucks a year or something. And your courses get listed on their website. Mm. Right. And there's also promotional opportunities, but I'll cover that kind of later. Just mm-hmm. the first couple sales was literally just like, Hey, Fitness Australia, here's 500 bucks. Can you list this on your website?
0: So then people who bought your course get a continuing education credit through that, through taking it. That,
1: but also it's listed on their website. Right. There's right. twenty thousand personal trainers that go to this website to see news updates and to mm-hmm. buy courses and and that kind of thing. There, right? I love that. Yeah. Instead of me starting from scratch and trying to build a social, and I did as well, but we'll cover that later, right? But like, I didn't. I, I, like, it was so much easier instead of me starting from scratch and trying to build a social media following, right? And trying to, you know, find people to affiliate. And these are all good strategies. And I I do them as well, right? But it was just so much easier to be like, right, you know, I'm just going to get my course listed on this website here. Mm-hmm. There's a saying in marketing, go where your people hang out. Yeah. And I think- Find today, your traffic of, and get in front of it. Exactly. And I think yeah. a lot of people today consider that Facebook groups. Oh, I'll go in these Facebook groups where people hang out. And once again, not a bad strategy. I do elements of that as well. Mm-hmm. But it's way better and easier if there's an agency where all these people are going to, and you can just get your your website listed on there.
0: Yeah, for sure, and it gives you credibility too. That's the other because thing. it's it's almost as if Fitness Australia is saying this course,
1: exactly. this course
0: is, is good, even though exactly. they've never seen it.
1: Exactly, right?
0: They, there was no vetting process.
1: Exactly. I want
0: to I want to back up a minute because we kind of glossed over something that I think is really important, and that. What I find trips people up when they're new to creating online courses is they try to find their technology first. Mm. Like like they try to say, well, should I be using Teachable or Thinkific or should I be using ThriveCard or should I use PayPal or Stripe? And they don't have anything to sell yet. Yep. And you went about it what I would call the right way. You created the course first. Yeah, you had a product, and then you said, "Okay, what's the platform? How am I going to sell this?" Bang Rather on. than trying to trying to figure out the technology first, and then and then shoehorn your course into it, or worse, what I most often see is people trying to do all of the things all at the same time. Yeah, and that's just super overwhelming for people.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I'll even share uh, what I'm doing now, which might help as well. So now I'm actually going to start a new business, which is called physio education online. What's the difference? So, well, um, basically what I'm doing in the fitness world, I'm going to do the exact same thing, but in the physiotherapist world. Oh, right? because a oh, just, just whole had new this, audience. I, well, I just had this realization the other day. I'm like, this thing that I'm doing, this strategy will work in any vertical, physiotherapists, nurses accountants, like they all need credits, right? They all need education and all those people value education as well. You know, if you're a physical therapist, like you want to stay on on top of the game, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I've got the knowledge on business and courses and that side of things. I don't have the knowledge to put together a course for physical therapists. Some of my, there's some crossover between the Mm -hmm. two. Yeah. Yeah. But what I would essentially do is either pair with a physiotherapist and go halves in the business or i would just uh-huh. find physiotherapists and you know that already have courses and get them on the website and that sort of thing there right yeah but either way there's many different ways to to do that business the mod- the only way i see it working because i can't just copy it exactly and be like oh the courses that work over here are going to you know also work over here what i right. need to do is find what physios want right that's why i'd like to pair with a physio to be like physio you know what do your people want what sort of courses yeah. do they want Okay. They want that sort of courses there. Great. Let's go and put that course together. Great. Now let's figure out the, you know, now it doesn't even matter whether it goes on teachable or Kajabi or whatever. Like we know the problem. Let's create that course. And then let's, um, let's find the mechanism there.
0: Right. Because again, the goal is to solve the problem that people are having. Exactly. If you solve the problem and get them the results that they need, then the rest of it really kind of falls into place without a whole lot of effort on your part.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I got it on the Fitness Australia website, but that was just kind of like, I was like, "Ah, I'll do it there and see what happens. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like step one, right? I've got this course. I don't know what to do.
0: What was the delivery mechanism though? Like did Fitness Australia handle that? Or did you have a a shopping cart where you were delivering the ebook by email or something?
1: So listen to this, Cindy, right? So I you know, had it on the Fitness Australia website and I was like, "Ah, we'll see what happens. I'm busy with bootcamp. I'll come up with a strategy soon on you know, how to sell it. And then I got a phone call and they were like, hey, is this Jono from Fitness Education Online? I'm like, yeah, yeah that's me. They're like, oh, hey, I'm on the Fitness Australia website and I want to do your course on how to run a successful boot camp. How do I buy it? And I was like, "Shit! I hadn't even thought of that."
0: <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. So I was didn't like, think oh. that far ahead.
1: I was like, "Oh, hey, I'm actually just about to run a <laughs> session. Um, hey, can you give me like an hour, and I'll give you a call back, and we'll sort it out." They're like, "Yeah, yeah that's fine." And then I just went on Google, and I'm like, "How do you, you know, how
0: you payments? How do you do this? <laughs> how thing? do I take payments online?" Exactly. And and the easiest thing
1: I found was PayPal. Just a a PayPal link, right? Yeah. So yeah. I literally just. Gave her a call and I was like, yep, yeah, hey, I'll, I'll email you over a link. What's your email? Great. You know, emailed over the PayPal link. They paid on PayPal. I got a receipt. I manually emailed over them the PDF. right? Now, mm-hmm. once again, people listening, that's not the best way to do it. Um <laughs> not,
0: not the best way not to do it. Not the best way at all. Right? Well, it's not it's not even, I mean, it's a still a valid, still a valid way to do it. I yeah. mean, you know, I think we all kind of have this fantasy that we're gonna that we're gonna launch a course and we're gonna make 700 sales yeah. on the first day but the reality is you're going to make a handful and you can handle a handful of sales manually exactly and there's even a way to automate that in paypal i teach that in one of my courses as a matter of fact
1: where were um, you i
0: would have bought that yeah see you just got to know where to look but so many times we want to over complicate it right mm. and sometimes the best answer is really <laughs> just going to send people a paypal link yeah you know, don't make it harder than it has to be.
1: Exactly. The only part I didn't like with that was the manual sending over, only mm-hmm. because I knew there had to be a better way. You know, but yeah. I didn't know even now, like if I was to do that again, I don't know about the the yeah, maybe I'm guessing with PayPal they get a thank you email. Maybe I can edit that and that could have had a Google Drive link or, or something like that. Maybe I don't know. But like
0: Yeah, you can actually when you set up the when you set up the PayPal buy button. You can set a redirect page. Oh
1: yes, gotcha. And that could have been that could have been a Google link for me in those days. Yeah, a Google. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't even know what Google Drive was back then, you know. So, yeah. But the the thing is, like, it, it once again, I think, goes back to like, all right, if it sells messy, okay, now how can I optimize these? You know, because. I didn't mind too much because even when I got a website, I just had the PayPal link on there. It wasn't too bad. The down point was I just didn't think it was a good experience for the customers. Like, right, let's right. say, because especially I was working full-time as a personal trainer. Like, let's say you go and you buy my course now. I'm running sessions all day. You know, I don't check it for 2 p.m. And then I got a. you know, I'd often get back an email, you know, being like, oh, hey, I bought this course. How do I get it? You know? Yeah, so that's yeah. the part Bought I did. But four
0: hours ago, why don't I have it yet? Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, so that that's the part I didn't like from yeah, the customer experience. And once again, it was a bit different back then. And also like I was dealing with fitness trainers, you know, so different story, as you mentioned, if you're selling an online course to someone, how to make money online, well, everything's got to kind of be streamlined, right? I was selling to face-to-face fitness trainers.
0: Yeah, who probably didn't have a lot of experience buying online courses to start with. Exactly, exactly. So they're a bit more forgiving, which is good, right? Hundred percent.
1: So then I I made a few sales just off the Fitness Australia website, but I was still very nervous. I I had imposter syndrome back then
0: Mm. because,
1: like, I'll never forget because we had a feed. You'd have an assessment and a feedback form, right? Mm -hmm. And then even back then, I'd manually mark the assessment, the multiple choice assessment. Now there's software for that as well, where yeah. don't have to manually send them the certificate. And you know, like now I know better. Classmarker for those people watching is a good platform for for that.
0: What was that? Um, Classmarker.
1: Classmarker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good, great. Good to know. So it's amazing. So if you do like a certificate, like what I do at the end of it, it's a few bucks a month or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's multiple choice. Someone will fill that. Do it. Answer the, the and you can do not even multiple choice. You can also do mix and match. You can yeah. also do short answer question. But the down point with short answer question is it's it's by the word. So if someone makes a spelling mistake, you know they'll get marked wrong. You know or like oh yeah, if someone uses the American spelling instead of the English spelling, they'll get marked wrong. So yeah. for that reason, I just do multiple choice and mix and match to keep it easy. But yep. someone does that at the end, they automatically get sent their certificate. Which has our logo and the name and that sort of thing there, all automated, right? And for peanut.
0: So you've gone from 100 (laughs) percent manual. Let me email you a PayPal link and I will in turn email you the ebook link back. And then manually email me a microphone. Automated. (laughs) Exactly. Through the use of software and apps. And, And that's become so much easier. You you got started when? Did you say 2012?
1: Oh, this is probably about 2014, 2015. Okay. So
0: eight years ago, seven years ago, even that short of time in seven years is, what's yeah. that, 99 years in internet life? Pretty much. It's, yeah. You know, things move.
1: Well, I think the moral there, and, and I'll get to the, the selling as well in a sec. I just want to spend a minute here because I think this is an important part. When I speak to a lot of um, course creators here, And I think you mentioned this before as well, where they'll set up everything to start, hey, what's going to happen is someone is going to go into my lead magnet um, and then they're going to get three automated emails and they're going to watch my automated webinar and then they're going to click this button, which is going to take them to this quiz and then they're going to buy my course from there and then it's going to get automatically delivered. And look, all good stuff. I do a bit of that myself. But like, if no one's going through that funnel to start with, you've just done all that work for nothing. You know, I think the advantage I did was, Okay, I'm, not, I'm going to spend zero amount of time on the tech side of things and just have it at its most basic. Oh, this thing actually has legs and I'm making money from it. Oh, okay. Now let me reinvest some of this money to make this process smoother.
0: Right. Yeah. So this is probably a good point to say that I really like the way that you went about this, that you created the course first, that you were focused on getting the results for your students as opposed to figuring out the technology and all of that stuff and and maybe that was just a result of the fact that you were such an offline person that it probably didn't even occur to you to to do that other stuff first as as I often see but this worked out really well for you because you told me how much fitness remind me again of the domain
1: fitness education online
0: fitness education online fitness education online you guys Remind me how much you told me fitness education online makes today.
1: Uh, about a million dollars a year, give or take. Yeah. Yeah.
0: 100% automated.
1: So let's say... Hey, okay, maybe not 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I do do a little bit of coaching and um, a little yeah. bit of like done for you services, but like yeah. 90% of that is is online courses
0: and membership. 90% online courses.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And how long you've been online since what 2014 you said?
1: 2014, yeah. And the first couple of years were pretty was minimal, you know, but yeah, it was but it was 100%. enough to it's enough to show demand. You know, I think the first yeah. year was don't count the first year because I probably started in July and spent half it figuring out or whatever. But I think the second year I made $10,000 or something. And now mm-hmm. that sounds like peanuts, you know, cuz you go online and people are saying, "Ah, I made $10,000 a month or whatever." But for yeah. me in those days, it was like, hold on, that's like a good secondhand car, yeah. off an online business. You know, yeah. I'm like, this is got, and I was doing very
0: little. You know, it was yeah. very little being done. I was like, imagine well, if I actually put effort. And let's not let's not forget that that old adage that says, if you can sell ten thousand dollars, you can sell, you can yeah. sell. You know, yeah, well, a hundred thousand, right. I'll, I'll go back a step here because
1: I wanted to talk about the because I think it's just the, the final piece in the puzzle of like the initial course that really helped me say, "All right, I want to go all in on this." Yeah, I did have imposter syndrome when I sold so the first yeah, couple. Yeah, talk
0: to me about that.
1: So even though there was a there, there were a few things going on, there were two things in my head that I think I was struggling with. Number one, I was the best um, in my franchise.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: There's only seventy five of us right? And all of us were kind of on the East coast of Australia. I was a bit worried, like, yes, this stuff would help these 75 people, you know, and the other people that go to courses with that. But like, is someone going to take this course and be like, this was basic. I knew all of this stuff. There was that side of things. And the other side of things I was like, is someone going to be like, buddy, you just sent me a Microsoft Word document, you know? (laughs) So they were the two things I was scared with, right? And I'll never forget the first feedback form I got from that first person that, you know, called up and signed me up. I was so, It took me about five, 10 minutes to motivate myself to open it, just to be like, man, are these people going to, you know, Oh, see the I courses? totally
0: relate to that. You know, yeah. And then 100% I- 100% relate to them.
1: Open that up. And the feedback was amazing. The feedback was like, man, this was so good. All these concepts I never heard of. You know, I could do it in my own time. It was easy to read. There were videos to watch. Like, this was a really good course, and I'd recommend it to everyone. And I was just like, whew, I wasn't even happy. I was just relieved, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Know? Yeah.
1: And then, same thing with the, the next one I got through, same kind of thing. I was like, oh, maybe that first person was being nice. You know, like this person <laughs> looks like they're more experienced. They look older. They probably had more, more, you know, experience in the, the space. And that was good feedback. And once again, I was like, whew. And then the third one is when I started to relax a bit. I was like, yeah. you know what? I had a couple good ones. Let me check this third one here. And it was good as well. And yeah. then from there, I was like, okay, I'm onto something. You know, yeah. like not only do I think it's good, which is it's all well and good if I think it's good, but that doesn't mean anything, right? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the, the people taking it think it's good. And then that's what gave me the confidence to be like, right. You know, people actually like this. Let me get it out there and go harder.
0: So do you still sometimes get a twinge of that imposter syndrome? I'm going to say no.
1: because, Yeah, I'm going to say no because like I own... Let me think of how to answer this. So I'm a confident guy. Now I'm a confident guy. Mm -hmm. And I think I've got a lot of experience under my belt. So now I don't at all for those two things. It's kind of like, well, I'm confident um, and I've got the experience and I think also with me, I've got the, the, I know what I'm good at. So if someone wanted to approach me to teach them something that isn't a hundred percent what I'm good at, yeah, I'm happy to kind of say that I'd be like, let's say, for example, you, I'll give you a good example, right? Let's say online fitness for the consumer. I don't mm. do online fitness for the consumer, right? I do online education for the personal trainer to learn right. different kettlebells. Rehab, um, nutrition, exercising women, pregnancy, whatever. Right? I don't do courses for the general public that wants to right. be an online fitness trainer. If a fitness trainer approached me and said, "Hey, Jono, you know, I want to do online fitness. Can you help me with that?" I'd be like, "How oh, can I've I've done very little of that myself. I've done a little bit myself. I've done only a little bit of that myself. Look, some of the uh, a lot of the principles I can teach you, but I'd just be honest with that. I feel like I wouldn't have to kind of lie or exaggerate." I'd be like, yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I do. I can definitely help you. I could just be honest. Can I help you? Yes. Can I help you build a following? Yes. Can I help you do the online side I sort of things? Yes. Can I help you build a niche? Yes. I can do all that. It's just, I've never done that specific thing. I've, I haven't done a lot of that specific thing. Do you want me to help you? Great. You know, let's do this. So yeah, I don't get a lot of it anymore.
0: That's good for you. I do yeah. still, I do still sometimes bump up against that in myself. Not a whole lot. But like you, I know my limits. I know my mm. boundaries. People come to me quite often. In fact, you and I had a conversation about social media. I'm like, I don't do social. Mm. Yeah, don't ask me to teach you how to do social because that's not my uh, not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. And I think that's. So, as long as you know, I I feel like if you know your boundaries, you know your limits, you know what you're good at, what you're comfortable teaching and sharing, I think that that does away with a lot of that imposter syndrome. Not that it's never going to happen, but.
1: Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's the other thing with me is I'll I'll back my own results. So, it's kind of like whatever it is. If someone's like, look, Jono, why should I listen to you? Well, hey, it's up to you whether you listen to me or not. I'm going to try, I'm not going to try and convince you to listen to me. But here's what, you know, here's, what here's what I've done. Yeah, you know? and I, I don't yeah. I don't embellish it. So I think that would be a good message for the listeners. Whatever you're doing, let's say I don't know. You know, you're a piano teacher or whatever, right? And it's kind of like you don't need to kind of like as long as you teach piano. You know, it's like hey, here's what I do. I teach piano. I've been doing yeah. it for ten years. I've Absolutely. all these students. You know, it's
0: kind of like. Where's he, why need to be imposter? You know, it's kind of like as long as yeah. you get back yourself. You know, very true, very true. And that's that's one of the things that I like best about the course model, the online course model, is that it is very much just teaching what you're doing. Yeah. And I think the the online course creators who are the most successful are the ones that do exactly that, the ones who are are out there and they're trying to teach something that. They know there's a demand for it, so they want to teach it. But it's not something that they're doing or that they're super comfortable with, or that they've been doing for a while. And maybe they don't have have a lot of results to share. They have a much tougher a much tougher road ahead. To
1: Bang on, and and I think I'm the good example of that. And and I'll tell you another thing as well. Right, uh, part of the reason why I think my courses were successful is because when I started, I sucked at what I did. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it can be hard if you're naturally good at something. And we see this in the fitness world and in the sports world as well, right? I'll use sports as an analogy because that's Mm -hmm. a a very easy one. The best players are not always the best coaches. You think they would be, right? Someone's Mm -hmm. the best rugby player in the world or the best cricket player in the world. Well, they're obviously obviously the best at it. You know, they're going to be the best coach as well. Not necessarily, because if that person is a naturally gifted athlete, it's harder for them to teach someone else, you know? Cause they can just kind of be like, you know, what, what do you mean? It's a, it's a step, you know, just, just, you know, hold the bat like that and give it a swing. You know, they don't understand the struggles. I think one of the yeah. advantages I had is I'm like, Hey, I don't care how bad you are. I was worse. You know, I know what you're thinking. I know where your confidence is, right? If you're thinking like this, this is how you overcome that, that problem there. So I think that can be an advantage as well. If you originally were bad at something, but then you became better. You may not even be the best performer, but you may be able to teach someone else better than that other
0: person. I love that. I love that. That's so true. You you are 100% right. Because I will tell you what, the things that I... I mean, there's there's things that we're all naturally talented at, right? And the things that, that come so easily to me are the hardest things to yeah, teach you, to someone else. You,
1: you think yeah. the other person's an idiot, you know?
0: You're like, what do you mean? Well, I don't, it's I don't so simple. <laughs> you know, you just gotta I do don't this. If say that.
1: <laughs> so yeah, sorry, bad backwards, but like <laughs> you, you get the point I'm getting that, right? It's kind of like yeah. if it's easy for us, we kind of assume it's easy for everyone else, but it's not. Everyone's got their own right. skill
0: set. hundred percent Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So, Jono, this has been fabulous. Where can people? I know you have a Facebook group. You want to plug your Facebook group?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I should expand on that as well. So fitness education online, still going, going amazing. You know, always doing different variations of it. I would say though, most of your listeners probably aren't fitness people. If you are, you can, you know, you can go in there. But now I also help um, course creators as well to essentially mm-hmm. emulate what I've done, right? Yeah, I've got a Facebook group there. That's where I would recommend your listeners join. It's called the Course Creator Community.
0: Course Creator Community. I'm in there. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, yes, you are too. So the Course Creator Community. I think there's a few of them, but mine's the the best one of them. So obviously, you know, join, I'll yeah, have a join. link
0: in the show notes to yours.
1: Awesome, awesome. And I will just I'll just say it again because like when I say it with an Australian accent, some people miss it. You know, they're like, oh, you do course, you, they do you do causes. What's what is it a charity cause? They think I'm saying <laughs> oh. <laughs> does that sound the same? If I say course and cause, does that sound the same with my accent to you?
0: No, it doesn't sound the same oh, to me, but okay. I could see how people could could misunderstand it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Cause we don't yeah. pronounce ours in Australia. So it's
0: it's course creator community yes. on Facebook. Yeah.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: And I'll have a link in the show notes. Awesome. So, any any place else that that people can find you? Do you have like a website, Instagram? I know you have a podcast. What's your podcast called?
1: Course Creator Community, as well. I, I'm Course not Creator Mis-
0: Community podcast. Yeah.
1: I'm not Mister Creative, as you can probably tell. You know, by my business names, Fitness Education Online. You know, Course Creator Community.
0: I had a business coach tell me one time. I have a strong preference for clever names and she kind of slapped me down and said knock it off clarity trumps clever. Yeah.
1: So well, yeah, yeah maybe I'm, that's a, a natural one for me. You're I'm just not clever there. enough to not clever enough to come up with a clever one.
0: <laughs> You're definitely on to something there. Go with clear instead of clever every time. Jono, this has been so amazing. You have made I mean, just such an incredible, such an incredible journey. And, and you've really, like I said, I I can't say this enough. You went about it the right way. You saw a need in the market and you, you found a way to fill that need without getting all hung up on the, on the technology and all of that. And you're, you're making an amazing living not in the online marketing space, which is, you know, I think, like I said at the beginning, I think that's something important. I want my my listeners to really mm-hmm. understand that there is, there are all kinds of opportunities out there in all kinds of niches, all kinds of markets, all kinds of industries that have nothing to do with business or making money online. And I think that's really important because I think a lot of people have things to share, you know, whether it's you know how to make a great cup of coffee, or or how to be a fitness trainer, right?
1: I was going to even add on to that as well. I think it can actually be quite hard to make money in the make money online space, right?
0: Boy, well, we talk about saturated niches, right?
1: Exactly. So I think yeah. it can it can be. It looks like an easy thing because you go online, you see all these people doing it. But I speak to see <laughs> the other thing, right? There's a lot of people that come into my Facebook group and do my programs, the course creator one. That mm-hmm. want to learn how to be course creator coaches right
0: mm. yeah so
1: for every one person you see is successful in that that thing, there's a hundred of them that have tried and failed
0: yeah. yeah yeah, absolutely, and mostly because they don't have the experience to back them up right if they had created those those little niche courses before, then they're in a better position to coach people who want to create courses I agree, so yeah. Do you still have that franchise?
1: No, I don't. So no. I, I couldn't do, that's probably, a, that's sorry story for another day, but that was yeah. like, it got to a point where the online um, courses were making more money than the bootcamp. Yeah. And that was even a hard one then, because it's kind of like, man, yeah. I've got this bootcamp. It's just, the bootcamp was successful. It was really, really good. And I liked it, you know? yeah and I had and also it's a bit scary going hundred percent online you know it is. so yeah it is. that was you know that was probably 2016 or something where I was like right yeah. you know I'm quitting that and going hundred percent online
0: good for you good for you all right, well this has been awesome. I want to thank you so much for for spending your time with me. I know I think it's early where you are. It's it's late where I am. So we're, <laughs> we're kind of at opposite ends of the earth. So I'm glad we were able to come together with a meeting time and and get you on the show and like I said this is not an interview show, but I felt it was really important I wanted people to hear from you uh just just because you're, you've been so successful in that, you know, coming from offline into the online world and and you've done it so well, I thought it was an important story that I wanted people to hear. So I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing that with us. And I'm going to send people over to join your Facebook group and to listen to your podcast. I think they're going to really enjoy it. So thank you so much for joining me again. And I look forward to speaking to you again in the future.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Cindy.